Well, I was hoping there was going to be more teenagers here today. I really got a message for them, but maybe you parents can carry it home to your kids. Amen. I know they're out different places around here and there, so uh, that's the way life is sometimes. Let's uh, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And I want to preface this, y'all, with this is not an easy message, okay? Uh, so if I step on your toes today, I assure you it's not my intention. I'm not trying to meddle in your affairs. But uh, if, if, you know, if the truth hurts, then there may be something you've got to address, right? That's the way it is. What I want to talk to you about today is sin in the lives of our children. Um, you know, this doesn't really apply so much to those that aren't, aren't teens yet because uh, there's different issues that teenagers address that younger kids don't. And I'm going to try to not get off into uh, topics that may offend younger ears that are in here, okay? But uh, there's things that need to be addressed. There's things that have to be pointed to. If you think kids today aren't dealing with some serious issues, you're, you've got blinders on. So let's start in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Don't you know that? That's what he's saying. Don't you know that if you're unrighteous, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Don't fool yourself. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. How many of y'all here today can say that at one time in your life, one of those things applied to you? We all ought to raise our hand, right? And such were some of you. But you're washed. You're sanctified. But you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Now what I want to talk to you about today is, is these sins that, that uh, Paul is telling the church in Corinth. If you've got this stuff in your life, you can just forget about heaven. Forget about it. If this is the thing that is prevalent in your life, now does this mean that if you ever do one of these things again after you're saved, uh, that's going to keep you from heaven? It's not what he's saying. Okay? That doesn't mean you can't get forgiveness. He's talking about your overall mentality right here is what he's talking about. If this stands between you and God, don't fool yourself into thinking somehow at the last minute God's going to make an exception. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you've got something special worked out with God and this it's all going to be okay. Because it's not. He, he's not going to tolerate these kind of things. 
And I want to look at some of these words because, you know, some of these words don't mean anything to us today. A lot of these words people don't even use today. Fornication. Fornication is sexual acts outside of marriage. Okay? There's a whole lot of things that fall into that. We're not just talking about... um, A, a man and a woman. It all, it's any form of sexual act that's outside of marriage. Okay? I'm not going to try to be too explicit, but you adults know where I'm going with this. It's not just the big one. Okay? It's not just the union between a man and a woman. Any sort of sexual activity that's not included in marriage is fornication. Okay? That covers a whole lot of things. It covers a whole lot of topics and a whole lot of ground that a lot of Christians don't want to address. They'd rather just ignore it and and pretend it didn't happen. Okay? Okay? Idolaters. Well, we know what that is. Those that worship another god, they have some sort of little idol they worship, or it's any any kind of worship that's not of the true God. Adulterers. That's uh adultery is you might would want to say it's fornication, but it's it's his own other little separate category. Because what adultery is is sex with someone that is married, with someone that's not. It's, it's taking that marriage union, that relationship between a husband and a wife, and destroying it. You step outside of your marriage vows to have sex with someone else, right? That's adultery. So this doesn't apply to many kids because they're not married. But it does apply to us adults. Effeminate. This is a tough one to define because it's it's hard to find a real good, clear definition of this. But what this basically leans toward is um, something in the category of like male prostitution, uh, homosexuality. But it also veers off into another category that's not as blatant sexually. But what it is is those that that look for pleasure above everything else. Okay? I want you to think, the, the term effeminate leans more toward the side of things that are soft, things that are, are um, you know, we think of a woman as being soft and, and uh, the things they like to wear are real pretty and, and, and you think of a man as being a little more coarse and the things they wear as not being as pretty and frilly, but a little more harsh, kind of. You know what I mean? So you, you think of the effeminate. What I think of, the thing that helps me to understand it is back in ancient times, you would see royalty. And, and everything they did was just about pleasing themselves. Whether it be in a sexual way, or whether it be in the things they wore, everything was lent to pleasure. 
Okay? So that kind of mentality, I'm not talking about just those that want to go uh, do things that are pleasurable. I'm talking about your entire life centers around pleasing yourself. Okay? You see why this is so hard to define? Because it's not real clear to us today in this life. This life, it doesn't really directly apply, but if you look at the overall picture, it does. Abusers of themselves with mankind. It's talking about homosexuality. You know, there may be coming a time soon when I could be arrested for standing up here telling you this. Because this world does not want to condemn a homosexual. Y'all, I'm here to tell you today, it's an abomination. I don't care what you want to believe, how you want to think they came about to be homosexual. I'm here to tell you today that the Word of God says it's an abomination. Doesn't matter how you feel about it. Doesn't matter what you think about it. Doesn't matter what what happened to transpire that, that caused this person to believe that they're a homosexual. Doesn't matter. God says that He turns them over to a reprobate mind. You know what that means? It means He just says, I want nothing else to do with you. He washes His hands clean of them. Does that mean a homosexual can't get saved? Can't receive salvation? Can't be healed and delivered? It definitely doesn't mean that. They definitely can be delivered from it. I'm here to tell you today that just like any other sin, just like any other thing that we can fall a slave to, homosexuality is a, is a thing that you fall enslaved to. You may be born with a tendency toward it, but I'm here to tell you I was born with a tendency toward other sin. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it acceptable. That is still a battle I have to face. It's still a temptations I have to overcome. That doesn't mean that I should just overlook it. Well, that's just the way I was born. No. I was born with a sinful nature. But something had to change inside of me if I'm going to be acceptable to God. He's not going to put up with that. Too many people today that are allowing these kind of things to go on because they think, well, it'll be all right. They'll make it through. You know, I did things when I was a kid. Did that make it right? Look, I did things when I was a kid that wasn't right. But does that mean I I want to just say, well, if I did it, then it's okay for my kids to do it? No! I knew it was wrong when I did it. I had to get on my face and cry out to God and ask Him to forgive me of that sin. See, I was saved when I was fairly young. I wasn't a teenager yet. And when I was a teenager, I did things I knew to be wrong. I had to repent. Verse 10, thieves. We know what that is. Covetous, wanting things other people have for your own benefit. Drunkards. We know what that is. 
revilers, extortioners. These are all bad people, right? You know what I think of when I think of an extortioner? I think of the mafia. I don't know, it's the first thing that comes to my mind. They always want to blackmail somebody. They have something on them and they want to use it again. Now, is it always just about money? It's not. How many of y'all sat here today and you could think of something you know about somebody that you could use against them? Yeah. Now, would you? Some of you might. Some of you might. That's dangerous ground, y'all. That's extortion. You've got something on somebody and you can use it against them to get your way. You think it wasn't important that Paul's pointing that out? You see, it's dangerous ground. If he wanted to bring that up, point that one thing out amongst this other stuff, it must be pretty serious, right? How many times do you see that kind of stuff going on in a church? We've got to be careful with that. There's a lot of time, a lot of times there's things that that our fellow believers have trusted us with knowledge of their personal life and if we don't hold that thing to be sacred and secret like they trusted us with and we let our lips start flapping spreading the word around about everybody else before you know it you've you've damaged not only that individual the trust that you, they had with you and your and potential damaging the church. That's why Christians have a bad name today. They've 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 uh, misused the trust that was put in them. They've misused the 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 information that they had about other people. Man, I wish those kids were here. Y'all, I want to tell them that you can't live the way you want to live and not see consequences. You can't. You know, the Word tells us that sin's pleasurable for a season. It also tells us the end of it is death. And some of y'all may be thinking, well, I've done a lot of things and I've never seen death come up, come upon me, right? I'm still alive. Y'all, if you get that kind of mentality, you're playing with fire. What God's trying to tell you is that, yeah, you may not see death right now, but death is coming. You won't inherit the kingdom of heaven. You will die eternally. And you know, that that's even kind of far off. A lot of people can still say, well, I'll just, you know, right now I'm going to have fun. Look, there's consequences for sin. There's consequences for trying to live your life the way you want to when it don't line up with the, with the rules and laws that God's laid down. It's real easy for you to ignore what I'm saying right now. It's real easy to overlook and say, well, he's just a old guy I don't know nothing about what's going on. But I'm telling you, there are consequences to pay. When you allow sin in your life, you will have to pay for it. You will not get away. 
and get by and pull one over on somebody, you will have to pay for the consequences of sin. It's not possible to have sin in your life and get away with it. You may think you got away with it. The Word tells us, be sure your sins will find you out. The things that you do in darkness will be brought into the light. You can't live in sin and expect the blessings of God in your life. Jeremiah 5 and 25 says, Your iniquities have turned away these things, and your sins have withholding good things from you. How many times have y'all seen Christians that just say, I don't understand, I'm trying to do everything right, but it just seems like God is not in my life. It seems like I don't have any blessings. And they get jealous because of the, the, the things that other Christians had, the benefits of serving God in a righteous lifestyle. They get jealous because of the blessings of God they don't see in their life, but they see them in others. Blinders. I'm trying to live the best I know how. Well, get the sin out of your life, right? See, God will not... Listen, I didn't say He couldn't. I said God will not bless you when you have sin in your life. Does that mean I never sin so God blesses me? No. It's unrepented sin. It's unrepented sin that He can't deal with. See, when you, when you do something wrong that you know you shouldn't have done, and you just sit there and say, you know what? I'll just let it go. I'll just let it go. So weeks go by. A month goes by. And that stuff is just eating away at you. Destroying your relationship with God. Every day it falls further and further away. All of a sudden you look up one day and there ain't no blessings of God in your life. They've all disappeared. Seems like every time you turn a corner, something else is hitting you in the face. Seems like every time you go to the mailbox, there's more bad news. People are calling you all the time, telling you, oh, can you believe what just happened? And you're like, great, just what I needed, one more thing. Examine your life. You know what I do? David said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Sometimes we forget that we put sin off. That that repentance. And our heart grows cold to it. We we forget about it. Because we want to, right? So I'll, I'll, I'll get down and pray and say, God, look, something doesn't seem right. I don't know what it is, but I want to be close to you. Show me if there's anything wrong. Reveal it to me. See if there's anything in me that I need to confess, that I need to repent of. Is there some character flaw I've got that I need to change? Am I treating people wrong and don't realize I am? Show me, God. That's the kind of heart as Christians we've got to have if we're going to ever have that kind of relationship with God. We've got to be willing to say, have Him examine us and see if there's something wrong. Instead of just going by what our, 
our feelings saying, oh, everything's okay. I'm doing everything I can to serve God. Are you really? You can't live a life that's contrary to God's law and still expect Him to pull you out of jams that you get yourself into. You can't do it. You've got to be repentant. Romans 6 and 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Back what I was saying a while ago, you may be thinking, I've sinned plenty of times. And I've never had any, anything bad happen to me. Well, I want you to understand something about God's grace. You see, sometimes God will give you a, a little furlough. He'll give you a little bit of breathing room. And He'll withhold that punishment to give you an opportunity to turn to Him. It's grace and mercy. He's hoping that you'll snap to and say, you know what, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have lived that way. I shouldn't have thought that way. And I'm going to turn back to God. That's what He wants you to do. He's, he's pleading with you. Don't mistake His grace and mercy as, as Him willing to overlook your sin. That's not what it is. Don't, you know, you've heard that saying, don't, don't uh, mistake my kindness for weakness. That's exactly how God's dealing with you right now. He's, he's being kind. He's being merciful. And the, maybe, maybe you see a little bit of consequences, right? Maybe you see a little bit of trouble in your life. He, he's trying to just give you a little bit of taste of what's coming if you don't repent. He's trying to, he's trying to draw you back to Him. Don't let that sin sit there in your life and fester. Don't let it fester. Don't let it eat away at your not only your spirit, but your relationship with God. Don't let it sit there. Get it out. We've got our kids today that are... Guys, I know, listen, they preach the same stuff when I was a kid. I'm afraid there's not enough of it today. I'm afraid there's too many parents today that have decided, you know what, I, they talked to me like that when I was a kid. I'm not going to treat my kids that way. That's foolishness. It's foolishness. We are called to a higher standard. We're called to a higher standard. You should hold your kids to a higher standard. You say, well, I don't want my kids to be ostracized. I don't want them to be picked on and made fun of. Listen! Who are they being picked on for? I would a whole lot rather my kids be picked on and, and, and pushed out than to be accepted by this world. Listen to me. This world is nothing but poison. This world is nothing but death. I don't want my kids to suffer like that for eternity. They may suffer. Oh, listen, I've already been out of school longer than I was in school. It goes by so quick. 
It's just a short time. And I guarantee you, if they will stand up for righteousness, if their parents will stand up for righteousness and say, no, you're not going to live like that. You're not going to do those kind of things as long as I have a say-so in your life. If they'll do that, they'll get through that school. Listen, they may get picked on. They may get made fun of. But what does it matter? Who are they standing up for? Are they standing up for self? Or are they standing up for their King and their Savior, Jesus Christ? Who is it they want to glorify? Is it them or their King? If your kids don't know who the king is, that's your problem, parents. You need to get down with them. You need to sit down with them and tell them about who he is and what he did. Tell them why they need him in his in their life. That grace and that mercy that he shows us is a wonderful thing, but You know, He doesn't want us to perish. His Word tells us that. He said, I would that not any would perish, but that all would have eternal life. But I don't want you to mistake that for for what will come. See, God is a God of truth. He is true to His Word. And He tells me in His Word that there will come a day. There will be a judgment day. You'll be judged for either one one of two things. You're going to be judged for who you are or for what you did. Right? That's in simple terms. Who am I? I hope you're a child of God. I don't want to be judged for what what I've done. Man, I've done some terrible things in my life, y'all. I've told you before, I've done things I don't want people to know. Right? Terrible things. Maybe it wasn't even an act. Maybe it was just something I thought about somebody else. Hatred towards somebody. Revenge. Lust. Whatever. You may not have ever done anything. But see, my Word tells me that even the thought of it is the same. So there's things I don't want people to know, right? I don't want to be judged for my actions. I want to be judged for who I am. And hopefully your kids, hopefully you and your kids can say without any doubt, I am a child of the Most High King. I've been bought with a price. I've been covered by the blood. My sins have been washed away. But listen, if the parent, if there's any doubt in your mind, if there's any doubt whatsoever where your kids stand in their relationship with God, you better do something before it's too late. You don't know if they have another day. You don't know if they're going to make it through this life and, and, and have, be, have an t- opportunity later on to turn to God. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. What does the Word say? I'll read it to you. Hang on. Proverbs 22 and 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Does that mean your kids won't ever rebel? No. In fact, you can almost guarantee they will at some point. Yeah, there's a few of them. 
little goody two-shoes that just never do anything wrong. There ain't many, I promise you. The majority of those kids are going to rebel. They're going to get a taste of freedom and they're going to run with it. But listen, if you don't put it in their heart and in their mind, if their conscience becomes seared to the things of this world because of your inaction, because of what you've allowed them to do, because of what you've allowed them to see, what you've allowed them to go and experience, it's going to be on you. You think God won't hold you accountable for you violating His Word? I'm here to tell you today, parents, He said train up your child in the way he should go. That sounds kind of like a command. That sounds kind of like an order. We have a responsibility to our children. You know, there's this age they call the age of accountability. There comes a point where that child has to answer for the sin in his life. I can't tell you what that age is. It's different for every kid. But there comes a point where they've got to answer for it. Parents, you better be putting some foundations in your kid. It doesn't matter what age they are. The younger, the better. Because if you wait till they're 17, 18 years old, good luck getting them to listen to you. Good luck being in that ear to get them to pay attention. Don't wait till it's too late. See, when they get away from you and they get over in college or they get out on their own and go to work, whatever it is they do, what are they going to fall back on? If you're not teaching them, if you're just letting them do whatever they want to do, and just leave me alone. And you go pull them out of every little jam they get into so that they won't see consequences. You know what's going to happen? They're going to fall back on that same mentality when they get out in the world and some boy gets some girl pregnant, or some girl finds herself in trouble, a boyfriend that's done uh, abused her or raped her or whatever, they're going to find themselves in those situations if you haven't laid a proper foundation. I don't think there's any parent in here that wants their kid to have a baby at a young age when they're not even married. I don't think there's any one of you. Nobody in their right mind wants their kid to go through that. But you know what you're doing when you don't say anything to them? When you don't try to teach them different? When you allow those kind of things to happen? You're telling them that's an okay and acceptable lifestyle. When when they have friends that are proclaimed homosexuals and you just... Yeah, that's okay. You know, that's what they choose to do, you know. We don't do that, but that's if that's what they want to do, that's fine. That ain't okay, y'all. You're telling them it's okay. When you don't stand up against it, you're telling them it's okay. You may be sitting there thinking, well, preacher, I don't know enough of what this Bible says to tell them what's right and wrong. Is that an excuse? Is that an excuse to just let them do whatever? You can't tell me in your heart that you don't have some kind of moral law written there that doesn't tell you when something's not right. You may not have proof, but you know in your heart it's not.
Y'all say, well, it's easy for you to say you don't have a teenager. (laughs) No, but I've been one. I've been one. And I rebelled. I did the things I wanted to do. I suffered consequences for it. And you know, God don't bless you until you come back to Him. When you turn back to Him, He'll say, okay, come on back in. But He ain't going to do that until you do. Until you submit to Him and you say, God, I was wrong. Forgive me. Then He'll come back. Y'all, I've been out from under the covering of God. It ain't a good place to be. And I know some of y'all pray for your kids. You pray for them. I mean, just, God, protect them. God, keep them safe. And God honors those prayers. But listen to me. When you don't teach your kids right, and they get out there and do what they want to, I can't guarantee you God's going to watch out for them. I can't guarantee it because they're rebelling against the law of God. That's not a game I want to play. That's not, a, that's not something I want to take a chance at. Is God going to protect them or not? Well, let's just flip a coin and see. No. I want to be certain that my kids are under the blood. I want to be certain. There's going to come a time when my oldest one, Sarah, she's going to get out there and start doing stuff on her own. Right now, we keep a pretty tight leash on her. Right now, she's always supervised. We don't allow her to get off and just do whatever in the world she wants to do. There's going to come a time when we have to give up a little bit of that authority. Y'all, I want to make sure she's prepared. I want to make sure she's founded on the Word of God. Listen, she may get a little wild hair and decide I'm going to go do something crazy. But as soon as she does it, I want there to be such conviction in her heart that she immediately falls to her knees and repents of her sin. I don't want there to be this month or six months or years that go by and then there has to be some tragic thing that happens to bring her back. I don't want that. I know she'll rebel at some point, but God, God, please be with her. And if I don't do my part, if I don't raise her up with the kind of high standards that God gave us, if I just let her get by with every little thing and say, well, it'll be okay, next time do better, alright? You can't expect more out of it than what you put in. You can't. Because that's what you're going to get is exactly what you put into it. And when you just let them do what they want to do, guess what they're going to do? They're going to do what they want to do. They won't have any reverence for the Word of God because you hadn't put it in them. They won't have any reverence for going to church because you didn't make them go. They won't have any reverence for the things of God because you never lived it in front of them. We as parents have that responsibility not only to teach our kids, but to live by example in front of them the way they should go. What they should do. You think they don't watch you and see how you deal with certain circumstances? Where do you turn when trouble comes? You think they don't see that? You think they don't see that you fall on your face and pray? If you do, they do. 
They watch everything you do, and you know what? They want to be just like you. So what are you mirroring to them? What kind of example are you to your kids? You think, well, they don't, they don't care about anything I say. They may care more than you think they do. They may say that. And I guarantee you they're watching their mama and their daddy. They want to see how you're going to react. They want to see when they push you a little bit and try to get away, they want to see, are they going to hold me to this or not? When they do something and you punish them, they want to see, are they going to make this stick for a week like they said they were going to, or am I going to be able to get away with it after a day? Y'all, God's punishment's eternal. I may only ground my kids for a week or something, but His punishment's eternal. They need to know they're going to be held accountable. And that's our job to show them. I hear parents all the time that can't figure out why their kids are living the way they are. Well, they either may be in one of those states of rebellion and they'll come back, keep praying for them, or it may be indicative of the way you brought them up. You know, we we a lot of times don't want to blame ourselves. Well, they're they're grown up. They can do what they want to do. Well, you're right, but how did they get to that point? It may be too late for you to do anything now. But most of y'all with kids today, you know it's not. You know you got time. You better start. Don't let them fall by the wayside. Look, I know you love your kids. There ain't a parent here today that would say, well, I don't really care. You know, they're more of a hindrance than anything else. There ain't nobody here today that would say that. Every one of you love your kids and you want the best for them. Listen, I'm here to tell you that God's best is the best. They may have fun for a little time doing what they want to do, but there will be hell to pay. And I mean that literally. They will have to pay for that someday. Don't wish that upon your kids by your inaction. Bring them up in the way they should go.